Welcome to Park Spark, the podcast of the Florida Recreation and Park Association. We're here to talk about all the ways it starts in parks. Welcome to today's episode of Park Spark. We are sitting down today with Patty Roberts, the Deputy Director with Port St. Lucie Parks and Recreation, and we're so happy to have her here today to talk to us about some unique programs that their agency offers. Welcome, Patty. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Charla, for having me and giving me the opportunity to share with you some of the great things that Port St. Lucie is doing in our Parks and Rec Department. Absolutely. We're so excited to hear about it today and, and to to just put some of that personal touch on why we do what we do. So first of all, if you could tell us a little bit about you, how long have you been in the field and what is what is your kind of background? Absolutely. Um, I am a more um, seasoned employee, if you will. So I have been around um, the business world, in maybe um, primarily in the business se- uh, private sector, uh, but for the last 13 years, I have been employed by the city of Port St. Lucie Parks and Recreation Department. And we moved down here about 15 years ago to Florida. Uh, I am a native Wisconsinite, um, Green Bay actually. And, um, and so that is home, but um, I also found a great home here in Port St. Lucie. And, um, and I love working at the Parks and Recreation Department. One of the reasons why I love Parks and Rec is we are able to make such a difference in the lives of our community. And throughout the last year and a half, I myself have witnessed how we can be that force of change. And not if, even if it's not change, but how we can really help our residents as they struggle with um, this challenging world that we're in today. It certainly has been a challenging time. And, um our park and rec department professionals have just just shined through this you know they've been able to be there and serve their communities in ways we never thought we would be able to be there and serve communities and it's been really great to see and watch even though it's been a very trying time so thanks thanks for sharing that little bit of um background there i hope you are in you like florida do you love florida you guys are beach right there right <laughs> we're not far from it hmm. <laughs> But um, I, re- I do, I really do like Florida. Um, and uh, um, aside from the fact that it's, it's far from home and family, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's, it's a very great community here in Fort St. Lucie. Um, it, in many ways, you know, it's a city of 200, almost 203,000 people, um, the seventh largest, I believe in the state of Florida. And one of certainly the, the largest, fastest growing um, cities. But in many ways, it's a very small town. Yeah. And, and I kind of like that. You know, I'm from a small town, so I like that. And I like knowing our community. And um, and and it is a great community. It, it, you know, people say that for, for me anyway, Southern Florida is a lot of seniors. That's not been my experience. Um, yes, there's a lot of seniors down here, um, but there's there's families, there's children. Um, we're you know, right now we're enjoying, um, although it's got its bumps um, because of the pandemic, but um, our summer camp program. Oh, right. And just to see those kids and, <laughs> and whether it's top camp or teen camp and, and you know, them enjoying themselves and making friendships, it's, it, it's so warming to me. And, and that's who we serve. It's such a wide array of people. 
um, everything from our uh, go from top camp to um, our rock steady boxing program, which is for our Parkinson's disease um, diagnoses people, um, and um, and to see them um, uh, re-energizing after the pandemic closed it down, um, and finding their network again, their social out, you know, outing that gives them so much strength um, to live with a Parkinson's disease disorder um, diagnosis rather. Um, is just so invigorating to me. And, and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm in Parks and Rec, because we can make a difference to them. Such a wide range of people we get to serve, right? Isn't it? So yes. Great. It, there's not, not really any other profession that gets to do that. <laughs> oh, man. I play. Yeah. Um, so, so that being said, um, along with your agency, what other types of programs do you all offer? Um, we offer a, a wide variety um, athletics are, are big in our department. We run um, a very large junior basketball um, athletic program out of Minsky Gym um, that also, because of capacity, overflows to our Mid-Florida Event Center on the east side of town. Um, that's a large program. Of course, our summer camp is a large program. We offer um, adult softball leagues um, at two of our city parks. Um, then we, we go down to um, the more traditional programming. Uh, we've got everything from Healthy Cooking 101, which is a fairly new one, um, that's really taking off. I think that's very interesting. Not my cup of tea, but hey, there's a lot of people who like that. Yeah. Um, and um, so that's held here at the Community Center every Wednesday, I believe. But we do everything from ballet to um, Tai Chi to um, uh, a lot of martial arts. Uh, we have senior dances. That's a really cool one um, that is offered, I believe, uh, bi-monthly. And it's over, again, at the event center on a Saturday night. And those people have so much fun. I get to see the photos and the videos of them. And I'm like, this is what it's all about. It's just Absolutely. a two-hour little whole week. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. And um, so that's one of them that that they are, they're all near and dear to my heart. But um, Another one that is very near and dear is uh, we have a fantastic program for special populations. And we do dances, I believe it's once a month, um, and they're all different themed. And um, th they are held here at the community center in our ballroom here. And I love it because their events start about 6 p.m. And they originated, the, senior, uh, the pop special populations dances started over at the Mid-Florida Event Center, which is where I started 13 years ago. And so I got familiar with that group and the, the people who come to that, they are the happiest people I have ever seen. Uh -huh. And I love to see them walk in the door. And it's not, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's not the palace, but it's decorated. There's food, there's, oh, yeah. um, you know, the disco ball, it sometimes <laughs> is, you know, going off and it's like, they are just so happy to be there. And, and that just lifts you, you know, when yeah, you see how, absolutely. you know, nothing you do can, can, can mar their time and they are there to enjoy. So it's a really cool program. But one thing I've really learned through COVID is we've redefined our measure of what a successful program is. And it's no longer about the 40,000 people that we might bring to the east side of town for Freedom Fest. It's about the, the, the 
number of lives and the quality of lives that we are changing and impacting through our programming. And, and that's been a, a, a paradigm that we've had to shift to. Um, and, and, but it's so meaningful. When you look at you know, the senior dance, yeah, there's, there's a lot of seniors out there. And especially now with you know, the numbers potentially you know, um, rising that might choose not to come to it. But, but the ones who do, Mm-hmm. That's what we're there to serve. So the it, it is a, a redefinition, if you will, of our program success, but it's just as impactful. That is really great to hear. It's refreshing. You know, mm-hmm. this is going to give everyone a whole different outlook on, on how we evaluate our programs and, and the lives that we touch, the memories that are made. Those, those are all so much more important now, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, pers- it's perspective. Right. Absolutely. So you have a, a particularly unique program in your agency there that's near and dear to your heart. And that's um, what we'd like to talk a little bit about today. Would you um, just tell us a little bit about the Healthy You program, maybe start there and then um, talk about some of the other programs that you have, I guess, have kind of spun off of that, right? Is oh, yes. That? Yes. Uh, Healthy You, a series of conversations is the actual title of the program. And Healthy You is a very young program. It was launched in November of 20. And and what it was meant to do was to to talk about some of these tough, sensitive um, topics that are affecting all of us uh, in the way of mental health. And the reason there's, there's a very personal tie to the birth, if you will, of Healthy You um, it will be three years in, on August 18th that my son, Daniel, Danny Roberts, died. And he died from an opioid overdose that was laced with fentanyl. And Danny fought for eight years with his struggle. He was diagnosed with three different, um, in, addition, in addition to his addiction, but three different mental health disorders. Uh, the first one presented was anxiety. The next one was depression and then also bipolar. And so out of that eight year struggle, my husband and I were there every step of the way with him. Uh, We fought for him, we fought against him, we fought uh, with him, Um, but the end result is Danny's dead from this horrible disease. And so so at that time, um, I took a couple months to, you never heal. It's it's a tragedy and a devastation that will will never be the same. But um, I took that time and then I, I looked around at the data that's available right here in our city parks on drug incidents that are taking place. And again, I talked about PSL being a small town. It's two hundred three thousand people. So we do have drug incidents in our parks. So I got that data from our PD, and I said, you know what? I can either turn this inward or I can turn it out and and try to, I have no answers. I have none, that's not what I'm here for, but I'm here just to talk about it. Um, Because for eight years of our lives, I felt like I was the only one that, oh, you know, it's just my my child is the only one fighting this. And that's so not true of of any of the mental health disorders that we discuss. And so that's what Healthy You was really um, born out of. So what I did is I I talked to our director here and he approved for us to, I partnered first with a um, local nonprofit mental health care provider, New Horizons, 
and our I, I, I can't imagine where I'd be without our uh, police department. Mm -hmm. So the three of us um, began by um, uh, sharing a mandatory opioid epidemic awareness training for our department, for all Parks and Rec employees. Right. And that was mind blowing. Um, you know, I got done with, I'll never forget, this was three years ago almost, and I got done with the first one, I, I looked, and it was emotional, it was the first time, I'm sure. and, um, and I looked up, and I, I was at one podium, Dr. Dreyer was at the next, and Officer Nags was at the third one, and I looked up, and there was a sea of people just oh. lined up at each podium, um, wanting to share their personal stories, and and it blew my mind that that many people are affected by this epidemic. And so we, we carried it forward. All Parks and Rec employees were, um, were trained. It just gives them an awareness. It, yeah. it talks about Narcan. It talks about the data right here. That's what the PD brings is, is you know, where, where are these incidents happening? Where are these overdoses happening? And so then a, our human resources department um, somehow... <laughs> Um, got wind of that and wanted to bring it to all city employees, which we did, the same three presenters. And we gave it to um, a little over 1,100 city employees. Wow. Um, so that was impactful. And so born out of that, again, always with our city manager's support. And for that, I can't say enough. But um, after we got done with the city employee training, um, we then now offer at least once annually a public forum on opioid epidemic awareness. And to this day, now through COVID, we did a hybrid, um, very restricted in-person and via Zoom. Um, but it's just a free opportunity for residents um, to come in and just uh, raise the awareness to this issue. And it's been phenomenally um, uh, well attended and, and valued by the community. It sounds like it. And I, I would be remiss if I did not say how powerful it is that you um, took your healing and did this. <laughs> it's just, it's inspirational. But back to the training, the awareness training, what, what is involved in that? What do, what do they learn? I know you mentioned the, the counter drug, but what, mm -hmm. what do they learn, learn in that training? Dr. Dreyer does a phenomenal job um, uh, about explaining, she, she starts it off with what is addiction? And then she goes into the medical scientific at a, in my opinion, at more of a parks and rec level. Because I remember when, when I first um, um, formed that relationship uh, with Dr. Dreyer, I went up to her office in Fort Pierce here and we were building the slide deck. And, and she's a, a, a doctor nurse. So I'm sitting there in her, in her, I'll never forget it, in her office. And she does a ton of presentations. That's all, that's what she used to do for a living was outreach. And, but she did it in a very medical, very scientific manner. And finally I had to put a pause and I, and, and I love her and we have a great relationship, I think. And I just, um, and she's got a personal story with it too. Um, her niece um, passed away or died from an uh, opioid um, overdose as well. Um, but years ago, like back in 2000, I wanna say 2008, oh, when wow. no one even, you know, this right. even knew it was around. Right. So that's why Dr. Dreyer is very passionate about this, but she'll, she'll talk, open it up 
with, um, you know, talking about the medical and scientific explanation with nothing else other than this is truly a disease. There, once an opioid, and, and she shows how it interacts on the brain, once it gets in there and the receptors and, and the brain chemicals, it, it no longer, I am a firm believer, there is no choice after that first time. I agree. It, it is a disease and it changes your, chem, your brain chemicals. It changes your, you become a different person and, and, and Danny did. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I've said that, you know, I've done a lot of public speaking on this and I, I always say with addiction, it's, it's amazing because, you know, you have all this topic, this talk about nature versus nurture. Okay. And yet that's how you can tell that this is a disease. Because Danny was raised with scruples and he was raised with morals and the kid, he knew right from wrong. But once that first opioid in, entered his body, after that, it, the choice was gone. And, and I see that. And this is a good opportunity too, because it, my experience wasn't just limited to Danny's eight-year struggle. He fought that disease and he was in and out of a minimum of 14 rehabs and recoveries throughout Florida. And my husband and I would sit through numerous family sessions and the stories were much the same. Um, it was all primarily young men because that's where, you know, they, they, they segregate them. Um, but there's not one young boy in there that is raising his hand and saying, hey, this is the life I choose. Right. They all know that, hey, I've, you know, alienated my family. I have stolen. I've lied. Um, some worse than that. Um, you know, they're fighting. No Right. No one is saying, I want this, okay? Right. And, and so that's what Dr. Dreyer talks about. Um, and then she'll talk about the evolution of the disease of the um, epidemic itself and where it, um, you know, derived from in the Appalachians and, the, uh, you know, and the um, uh, um, pill mills down here in Florida. She goes into that quite a bit. Um, and then um, there's a segue where Officer Nags will come on then. And he shared several slides from the crime analysts on, you know, uh, what are the demographics um, being hit? What are the, um, the, cl the clusters, if you will, of the overdoses, uh, the fatalities, um, Narcan usage among the PD. Um, and that's all really good information. Um, and, and so then once um, Officer Nags is done, then um, Dr. Dreyer takes back over and um, she does speak about uh, uh, MAT, which is medically assisted treatments, um, such as Suboxone and Vivitrol, um, and there's more, but, but where they're going in the science end of it, as far as trying to treat addiction. Mm -hmm. And then um, she does have quite a session on Narcan um, because, and I don't know if it's current today, it was back in April when we, were, when we offered the last um, public forum, but her, uh, New Horizons, which is the mental health provider up in Fort Pierce, they actually hand out Narcan free of charge. Oh wow! Um, and and because it's not it's not cheap if you want to go buy it right um, at the drugstore, you can get it. You can get it over the counter. I did, but um, it's like a, at that time it was like a hundred dollars, hundred and twenty five, for anybody who has a a a a potential in their household. I highly recommend it. It can, and it does save lives. Uh, mental health services 
can and are available through your local parks and rec agency. Um, all of the programming that I listed earlier in the session mm -hmm. helps to connect people. And we found that out through the, through the pandemic. Right. And, and, and with, you know, I think NRPA said it years ago that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. And I have found that to be true with my son. It's not sobriety, it's connectivity. And, and the, more the more they are mired in the addiction, the more isolated they become. Right. And that's what leads to desolation. And, and so Parks and Rec brings that together and shows them. And one of the, one of the really neat things that I've done with Healthy You, um, not me, but um, because Healthy You is, is not Patty, Healthy You is, is I open each session, there's, there's one a month, um, they are totally free. Um, right now, they're also offered in person and via Zoom. Um, we hope to cease the Zoom piece of it, um, but we don't know when. Um, but um, because these are really meant to be intimate, more conversation um, type, type things. Um, but each session has a different topic. And so for each topic, I have I am so thankful for a very strong cast of subject matter experts because I'm not that SME. I, um, I can't talk on some of these, on many of these subjects. Um, but the first uh, topic that we did introduce in November was on uh, depression and very well attended. That was from a, a behavioral health um, a doctor from Cleveland Clinic, Indian River County, Indian River Hospital, um, and Posey. She did a phenomenal job because let's face it, November of 20, there were, and there still are, you know, a lot of depressed, yes. uh, you know, sad people. So that was our first one. Then we segued into anxiety. Um, we touched on trauma-informed care, which was eye-opening for, for many people. Yeah. Um, we talked about suicide prevention. We had a doctor from Cleveland Clinic, Martin, who came up and gave that one. He's an emergency room doctor, and that was eye-opening as well. We then had a session on domestic violence. Um, let's face it, the more we, you know, closed in on ourselves in our homes and with our children, um, domestic violence numbers down here anyway jumped. Um, and so each one of these sessions um, were geared not towards solving an issue, not toward getting any answers to it, but raising the awareness to it. Mm -hmm. that, hey, oh yeah, my, 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 you know, sister, I've seen her kind of withdrawing into herself and, you know, maybe I can help her by, by having her tag along with me when I go to, the, not that I do, but if I were to go to our fitness center, um, to work out. And, um, so we've had sessions on, um, a really good one was on bullying and oh. our police department, Gretchen Raziella did it. And, um, she's a crime prevention, uh, person over there, one of them. And, um, what I thought was interesting for my day is, Half of her presentation was on what I call traditional bullying that hasn't changed since my day, but the other half was on cyberbullying. Oh, wow. And I have not, I mean, that's out of my realm. It's amazing to me. So we, we have to have these conversations. We do. Um, and I remember that audience distinctly because I remember looking out at the in-person and we had everything from a young girl who was probably, I'm going to guess, eight or nine. Um up to the, you know, an elderly person as well. But that just shows you 
the, the range. Um, and that eight or nine year old girl was just listening to um, uh, Gretchen, like, I mean, just watching her lips. You right. know? It, it, it's, it's, a, it's an issue. Everyone's affected. Everyone yeah. is. And the cyberbullying piece of it is huge, you know? And then we went to, um, and I'm sure I'm missing a session or two, but the next session we did, which was our most recent, was dementia. And oh. I, I do like to talk about this one because we had a phenomenal presenter. Uh, Donna True is a licensed social worker with Council on Aging of Martin County. And what came out of that's, I mean, it was a great presentation on dementia. She talks on Alzheimer's. Um, but what came out of this, and that's the beauty of healthy youth, one of the people asked where can I go in Port St. Lucie to get a free mem uh, memory screen? And come to find out there is nowhere free in wow. our city. You can go to Martin County, and I want to say there's at least three or four opportunities for free screenings. So what Donna and I did is after the um, session, we met up, she turned me over onto her contact in Martin County, who does those free memory screens. And sure enough, August 12th, we'll have the first of our, of, of our quarterly um, um, meetings held here, screenings, mm -hmm. and here at our community center, our, again, city manager supported. And so they will come here and use our room they make their own appointments and and our city now has a free opportunity for memory screenings that is fantastic and isn't that cool yeah I mean, that's that exactly so cool. what's supposed and to come out of these kinds of programs exactly, these connections and exactly. that's great exactly and i was so pleased at that and um so again that's that's all that healthy you is meant to do is raise that awareness mm -hmm. um and so we've got some exciting things planned for 22 for the year 22. Um, we're going to uh, start it off with talking about gender-based violence slash human trafficking. Oh, great. Um, we did human trafficking this past year, and that's another value to healthy you for me anyway, selfishly, is I learned so much. Mm -hmm. um, they're so educational because I had no idea that human trafficking was going on right here in my own, in my own city, in my own uh, four county area and they bring the data so um, and again the only success of healthy you is based upon this roster of SMEs mm -hmm. if I didn't have them there'd be no healthy you and they are a phenomenal this this area I can't speak enough about how passionate and committed our mental health care providers are to to giving their time um, it's an evening event always an evening and, and just come in and get the word out. And so um, that's gender-based violence. Then we move to domestic violence, um, doing one on the autism spectrum, which I think oh, will good. be very interesting, working with mm -hmm. um, kites and teens in Palm City, Florida. Um, we'll do trauma-informed care again, because that was big. Um, also uh, bringing back dementia, opioid epidemic, mm -hmm. suicide prevention, bullying, depression, and anxiety. So that's kind of the round out for the next year's programming. And then we're, we'll see where we are from there. Um, but that's the, that's what I call the traditional healthy you programming. Um, and just like the, the free memory screens, there were a couple additional programs that, that were born again out of healthy you. Uh, the first one was our department for the first time ever celebrated May is Mental Health Awareness Month this year. 
And we did that um, uh, by offering nine free programs in our parks. Every one of them was outside. And um, there were two guided fitness walks at two of our beautiful parks that have uh, trails uh, systems. And then there were seven free yoga classes outside in parks. That's great. And um, one of the one of the more populated or popular ones was at our golf course. And who'd have thought? But right. I mean, I saw I saw the photos and the video, and I'm like, I mean, how perfect! It was six o'clock at night. Um, you know, um, I think it was like mid May. I mean, these people had a blast at yoga. And <laughs> like um, a serene the, environment. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, just yep. think about it. It's <laughs> it such a cool thing. And then. One of the sessions was at Veterans Park at Rivergate, which is right on the North Fork of the St. Lucie River. Wow. So, so they had it. We had it set up um, under the pavilion as it faces the river, and it was so beautiful. And I watched these people. I'm not a yoga person, but I watched them, and they just they don't care because I'm like, at first I'm talking to my coworker, and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't sit here and be like a a witness to it. And she's like, Patty. <laughs> They get so into this, they will not even see you. Okay. So true. They, they didn't. And I was so happy. But but you know, they, they just get that, they get out of their, their world and they can connect. And that's what Parks and Rec is all about. And what really touched me was at that program right there, that one at Veterans Park. Um, we had a woman come and you could tell she parked, she was parking her car, she'd get out and she'd kind of walk up and then she'd go back to her car. And then she'd walk up again. She must have done that like three times. And then she actually came to the class. Aww. Well, my fitness manager um, uh, either knew her or knew of her. And anyway, afterwards struck up a conversation. That was the first time this woman had been out of her house since COVID. Oh, wow. I mean, blew my, it was, she was a senior gal, but I mean, how, how momentous. That is so was. great. Yeah. So huge, you know? I'm so, glad so she that, stuck around and they, and they engaged her and yes, that's so fantastic. She, she made herself do it, you know, mm -hmm. and the human spirit is, is amazing. You mm -hmm. know, when, when you say you need it, you need it. And um, so that was May as Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, one of the other, uh, there's a couple other that kind of mushroomed and are now under the health and you umbrella um, is um, August 31st is International Overdose Awareness Day. It's throughout the country. Um, I attended one um, uh, last year, but I attended it virtually. And it was a agency, I don't think it was a parks and rec agency, but it was an agency um, back in Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania has gotten hugely hit by the opioid epidemic, but um, so it was a very moving event. So I was asked by our Treasure Coast Opioid Task Force, of which I'm a member, um, if there would be interest in bringing an International Overdose Awareness Day event to Port St. Lucie. And I didn't have to think twice. Mm -hmm. um, and But again, only through the support of our city manager. And he signed off on that. And so August 31st, which is a Tuesday night at 7 p.m., we will be hosting our very first um, International Overdose Awareness Day. It'll be on the boardwalk brand new boardwalk um, along the St. Lucie River. Uh, we're going to start it out with a candlelight vig vigil and uh, we'll traverse the 
um, um, the, the boardwalk, if you will, and then we circle back and then there's a meeting area and that's where we'll have a reading of the names. Oh, great. And um, so it's a reading of the names of those who uh, loved ones that we've lost from overdose. Um, we'll have a couple of other very, um, you know, we'll have very classical light music in the background, um, live music, um, light hors d'oeuvres, you know, water, soda, that type of thing. Um, it's really meant to be a solemn, sacred event. Right. Um, there's an opportunity for you to bring sandals, shoes, boots of your loved one, um, because we'll have a display there um, to show that hey, their lives matter. Right. And um, our police uh, marine unit will be on site in the water, um, showing reverence to that. And um, we'll have a couple other activities, but it's just meant to really remember your loved one. And um, so that's coming August 31st. And then we've also got another um, program that's not confirmed, but in the works. Um, again, I talk about even every monthly session of Healthy You, I like to have um, someone from either my recreation or my fitness staff with me. Um, and typically it kind of, when I look at the topic and I think, okay, who's a good fit? It's typically my fitness people. Mm -hmm. And I would, and not for a shout out, but I would say, our, we run two city fitness centers and where I think they um, are very unique is they not only, they don't focus strictly on your physical fitness. They are, they are all about your social, your mental, your, um, your, just the whole social piece mm -hmm. of fitness. And Mind and body. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it doesn't matter if you come in and do 50 reps or you know, two miles on the treadmill, it's just come in and get healthy. And, and one of the things our fitness manager always said, used to say during healthy you was, especially during COVID, if you're going to, you know, we're, and we don't sell anything. We, healthy you is not about selling anything. Um, we don't sell memberships. We don't sell programs, nothing. We simply show it's there if you want it. Um, however, um, like we say, if you want to come to the fitness centers and, and, and that's fine, but all we ask you to do, especially now is your body was meant to move. It was. And, and for me, it, it helped because I can't move the way Ann Stadius does. <laughs> Our fitness manager, just get up and walk to your mailbox, Patty, that get up and move and you will feel better. I guarantee you will. And I learned that. And so that's what people do who, who, who are connected to healthy you. And again, if you just want to come to the yoga program that's free at Veterans Park at Rivergate, and you want to sit on the picnic bench and just look out over the river, have at it. That's what we're there for. Um, so, so that's been a really good fit to show how how connected Parks and Rec is to mental health. Absolutely. Yep. You get that, that physical piece, which is the no brainer part. Right. But then there's that mental piece where you're finding your strength within you. And then there's that emotional and social connection piece where you're finding, like, if you go to a weight room and all you do is talk to your friends the whole time, that's okay. It's okay. Because <laughs> you're building that muscle. <laughs> you are absolutely. So you need to come to healthy you. Charlotte. <laughs> you, and, you and Anne would do a great routine, um, but but yeah, that other program that I was talking about that we're working on, and we hope to have it um, launched very soon, is uh, it's called Life Raft. And 
I, I found through Danny's struggle um, of eight years in, in, in the rehabs and recoveries that he was in, um, those in recovery do have a quest for uh, well-being and health, and especially the young guy, the young boys, not boys, but the young men, okay? Yeah. Um, many of these recovery and, and, and uh, rehabs have fitness centers of some type. I'm not saying as sophisticated as ours is, but, um, but and that's where the young men would congregate. And just like you said, Charla, some of them came down because I was there because my son would, would do the weightlifting. Um, but some of them just came down to just sit there and chat, um, you know, and, and to get out of their, their mind and their struggle and get in a different scenario. And so that's what Life Raft really is. What we're hoping to do is open up a dedicated time at our um, one of our fitness centers. Um, and whether or not it would be free or a very nominal fee, that's what we're still trying to iron out. Um, but it would be strictly for those who are in recovery. Oh, that's again, it doesn't, it doesn't matter uh, if you want to come in and just sit on the bench or if you want to come in and do what Danny did and, and, and whatever, just so you can, you can get that. And, you know, I liken it to AA or NA and, you know, it, it is hard. And I remember Danny and, and some of his um, colleagues that, that it's hard for them to be in a social setting with those who don't understand what they're going through. Right. And that's the success of AA and NA is, is it's that connectivity that, hey, Charla's going through the same thing I am. Right. And, and so that's what Life Raft is, is meant to be. Um, we just got to get it there yet. Um, and um, we will. And um, so we're, we're hoping to offer that yet uh, this fall. That's a great idea. Because you you are bringing that park and rec connection into the community connection that um, people that struggle with addiction need. Absolutely. Hey, listener, it's Nathan Allman at Rep Services. There's been so much change this past year, but one thing has stayed the same. People need parks. After the COVID lockdown, communities value public spaces more than ever. And Rep Services is here to help you create great places in a fun, sustainable, and honorable way. I personally want to thank all FRPA members who continue to trust Rep Services with your playground, shade, shelter, and site furnishing projects. Whether it's a new park project or replacement parts, Rep Services is here to help. To see what we've been up to, check us out at www.repservices.com or on our Instagram page at Rep Services FL. If you still want to learn more about us, reach out to me directly at Nathan at RepServices.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So you already, you pretty much touched on all my questions. I, I wanted to I, know. I, no, I told you. Great. It's so I told great. you, you get me started. I won't, I won't shut up. So. I wanted to know about the future and you have some really just fantastic things ahead. And, and that's, it's so inspiring and encouraging. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what awards you've won? You, you mentioned that you won an NRPA uh, health innovation award. I would, because I, you know what, Charlotte, I am so bad at that. And our whole department is, and, and we found that out with um, parks and rec in general, let's be honest. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> because we, we found it out from our site visit team for Capra. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute. This is year three of three awards throughout your state and national organization. And you're just now bringing it up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Um, uh, yes, in 2019, our, speaking of our fitness, our phenomenal fitness staff, um, we actually won NRPA's best of the best in innovation award for our rock steady boxing program. Um, that is the program again, that is for Parkinson's disease um, disorder people. Um, so um, that is a phenomenal program that has been recognized on the national level. Um, it won first the NRPA Innovation and Health Award, and then got the grand coupa of best of the best. So that was in 2019. And then in 2020, our state organization, FRPA, uh, awarded healthy or, um, the opioid epidemic awareness trainings and public forums with their innovation and health award. So that was last year, year two, and this is year three. And we've been notified that Healthy You is the winner of the National Recreation and Park Association's Innovation in Health Award. So we will be recognized virtually at their September 23rd best of the best um, ceremony. So we're very excited. Um, these are, you know, we don't develop programs with awards in mind. Right. Um, Healthy You was, was developed. That's one thing I didn't cover. Back in the in the height of the pandemic, our agency did a public engagement survey, and it was very well responded to. It was online, and um, I want to say we had well over 700 respondents. Um, and we just at, we reached out to our to our residents and said, "How have your needs has have your needs changed?" And then they were very drilled down questions. And if so, what would you like to see more of or different offered by Parks and Rec? And that was one of the resounding um, responses was mental health. Wow. You, could, you know, that was back in August of 20. So you can imagine, Charla, that that was right during the height when people were yes. locked in their homes and, 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 you know, but they were screaming, not, not screaming, but they were, they were very they vulnerable. Right? We need help. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons why Healthy You was born as well. So, um, but we're very proud of the awards. Um, again, not our primary motivator um, towards developing them. Uh, we're just here to serve. That, right. And that is what this department does. You just reacted to what your community needed. and But what validation to win those awards. That's fantastic. And to be recognized at the state and national level. Um, you are... You're, you're one of the first agencies that's starting to do this type of programming regularly. And... Um, and, and talking about it more, you know? So I think that's why a lot of people are like, we wanna hear about it, we wanna know more about it. <laughs> so it's great that you are sharing and that you're being recognized on those levels so that more people hear about it in the park and recreation world and realize what their connection is and their link is to their community when it comes to mental health. All of these programs that you've mentioned from, from the very first one, the awareness training through, through the community reaches that you have, you're, you're breaking down the wall, you know, the stigma, you're, you're allowing people to talk about it and to learn about it and to not be jaded and to not think that they already know about it, you know, and, and dismiss it because it doesn't affect their life directly. And 
I just think that's great. I think that's exactly what what we need to be doing. <laughs> I agree. And, and as a young woman, Charlie, one, one of the things I would I would say, again, healthy you, opioid epidemic, none of it was ever was ever done with any answers in mind. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things I have found about out through this journey, yeah, it would have been real easy for because I'm a I'm one of the most private people in the world. Um, always have been. And and it would have been really, really easy for me to turn in um, to myself after Danny died, but it wouldn't have been healthy. And 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 I, I don't think I would have had the um, the ability. You know, it, it's just caused people to open up and talk about it. And that's what I keep, when 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 these awards come down, I'm like I, I have even said to my own staff, but this is just a common sense, logical. <laughs> you know, there's nothing earth. There, there's nothing you know, um, um, Harvard about Healthy You. Um, it's just a program to connect parks and rec and mental health. And I think you're right. I'm hoping that maybe more and more discussions um, and more and more people saying, hey, you know, and, and, and as I say in, in my um, presentations, and I've done a lot of public speaking, I go up to the courthouse and, and this and that, but um, if this can happen to Danny, it can happen to anyone. Yeah. And, and that's what people need to hear. I got a phone call um, about two months ago from a, a mother who had just lost her 26-year-old boy. Same type of circumstance, only the boy had, uh, was living up north. And um, it, was too, it was such a raw time for her. It had just happened. And, um, and the beauty of it is she shared her, her, her story. And so I stopped and I said, you know what? Tell me about Christopher. Tell me about Christopher. And she she went on, and her husband was with her in the room. And um, she went on about, you know, the boy and and you know, from little on and into an adult, and he became a father, and that that helped him out tremendously. And um, and just their journey together as a family. And after we got done talking, she said, Patty, no one lets me talk about Christopher anymore. And I said, then, then don't stop talking about right. Christopher. Don't, because it happened to him. And if it happened to him, it can happen to someone else's boy. And and so celebrate him. And so just last week, I forwarded her, um, uh, at her permission, um, the International Overdose Awareness um, Flyer. And she responded immediately. My husband and I, and our, our, they have, I think, two other children will be there. We are so thankful for the opportunity to, to remember Chris. That is great. So that's that's why, again, it's not rocket science. It's just mm -hmm. opening it up. Start talking. Well, and you allowing her to talk about her son and not the addiction and not the, yeah, that's, that's yep. super important. So important. Thank you so much, Patty, for being with us today. We really appreciate you sharing your story, your programs, the ways that Parks and Recreation is connected to our mental health and what you're doing about it, how you're helping your community break down walls and be able to talk to each other and your staff. That That's part, that's part of what is so inspiring to me is that you are, um, your agency has taken on this role of, of also informing your staff and the other people that work in, in your city about these things and and helping them to be part of of everyday conversations rather than something that's hush hush talked about 
you know, behind closed doors or um, not at all, God forbid. So thank you, Patty. I don't know if there's anything else you would like to add before we sign off today. I just want to thank you. Um, that is one of the things that I, 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 I stress to our community uh, when they first inquire about Healthy You and, and then some of, our, um, some of our people will say, really, you guys got an award for Healthy You? And I said, you know what? All the shiny metal and all of the glass and the in, you know, inscribed um, trophies, I'll give away. But what, what matters to me is when state and national organizations give a nod toward mental health. Absolutely. Mental health and, and self-care and well-being right now is critical. And we in Parks and Rec are poised perfectly um, to connect yeah. um, those in our community who need that support. So I want to thank FRPA so much for this opportunity to just share what, what we're doing here in Port St. Lucie. Well, thanks again, Patty. And thanks to your city for, for letting you take some time to talk to us. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Park Spark. For more information about the Florida Recreation and Park Association, please visit frpa.org.